I'm Kerry Fink, and welcome to Kingdom Living with Glenn Reppel. This is the moment, uh, It's we were just talking before the uh, cameras were rolling, uh, that this is really kind of an apostolic ministry. It's all designed to help you walk farther in your walk with the Lord. And this is now going to be episode 37. Hello, Glenn. How are you today? Hey, fantastic. Thank you, Kerry. You know, this is really so exciting because this uh, chapter you know, all of this is basically kind of the root uh, that we started with is the things that you wrote in your book, Fraud, What God Has to Say About Tactics of the Enemy. And of course, this book uh, contains like 40 kind of, I call them bite-sized chapters that lead you through that original fraud that the enemy committed in the Garden of Eden, and then all the ramifications that have flowed from that, but also the solution that God provided through the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ. And one of the things in today's chapter, we're actually going to be working around uh, chapter 31 in that fraud book, Glenn, uh, it's called Justice Through the Court. And there was, as, as we were preparing for this, there was one line in here that really uh, I thought we've watched so much stuff on the news lately and, and different court cases and different situations crop up and, and somebody is always going to be uh, unhappy with the outcome of whatever a court decided about something. And I love this quote that is in the book, Glenn, it says, man's justice is always temporal while God's justice is eternal and lasting. And boy, if that isn't like a foundational place to jump off into this, I'm not sure what would be. Boy, that, that, that is so true. And again, what we're looking for is justice. Uh, and then justice, a spirit of offense has happened to us. And so we're looking uh, for uh, usually monetary damage. And, and, and we go into the courts hoping, we'll, and again, if you get money for, for the injustice, is, is that really justice? God's justice really is what we're looking for, is the peace that passes all understanding. So, and again, we've talked about this, and every lesson we, we go through this is a reminder, there's a battle of two kingdoms, the kingdom of God, and in this case, justice, and there's the kingdom of darkness, injustice. We got that green line, red line. And just to review again, because it's so, so important uh, that, that we, we, we grasp this idea that uh, the green line and red line, and we talk about this, that, that, that the three most important historical events ever, ever uh, is in the first one, if we don't get this right, everything else is wrong, is the first event was creation. We're created in God's image. And, 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 it's, and it's even, it's so neat to think that God knew us before, before he formed the earth. And he formed us in, 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 in our mother's womb. He knew us and he knew us and formed us. And he actually uh, wrote us in his book. Is the, the book of life he wrote about with our purpose in mind. And so, and we're created in his image, which is a, we're spirit beings. And then, and, and, and our, our position is to have dominion, heaven come to earth, to have dominion here with a physical body, with a soul, to have dominion, to bring the kingdom of God to earth and rule and reign as, as in heaven, to bring heaven to, here to earth. And, and there's rules that, that God gave, gave us, which is uh, to multiply and have dominion here on earth. And, and he gave that to the first man and woman, which, is, which was Adam and Eve. And, and they, he gave us 
free choice, a will to choose. Uh, and, and so with that, uh, we can choose to be obedient and dependent upon our, our Father God, the ruler of the inner universe, the creator. But man chose, Adam chose to go his own independent way, which is the second greatest historical event, which is the fall. And so we're born, Carrie, into the fall, the fallen world, which is the kingdom of darkness. And, and, and really, this is where injustice is, 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 uh, is about, because God never has never intended for us to have an injustice spirit or a spirit of offense or to have an orphan spirit. But this is when, and again, people wonder, um, and, and often I remember asking the question, when, when did sickness and disease really start? When did death really start? There is no death before the fall. We were made as eternal beings and sickness and death where our bodies are designed to regenerate. And, and, and so through the fall, sickness and death uh, came in and also the symptoms of the selfish nature because that's what came through Adam is to, to think about ourselves and then the consequences, which is the guilt and shame and the pain and condemnation and inferiority, the orphan spirit, rejection and injustice that we're talking about here. And a big word is fear. And so with that, the third greatest event is, is that God loved mankind so much that he sent his son so that we could be sons of God, sons and daughters of God, to redeem us back to our original purpose is, is, is in fellowship with God and, and restored us back to the green line that we talk about here, which is uh, in, in and when Jesus said, it is finished, we've been restored, that the mission is completed. Satan was defeated. Death is defeated. And, and with that sickness and death is defeated. Now, they're in the world, but we're not of the world because we're spirit beings. And, and the word that I like to use is we're ageless because our spirit, our spirit has come back in and we're refathered back to our original purpose, our original design. So when that's, that's what happened 2,000 years ago. And then when we receive Christ uh, and, and we're engrafted into Christ, we died with Christ, uh, we're buried with Christ, we rose with Christ, as the word of God says. So we receive the born again. So our born again is a born again spirit that comes in and lives inside of us. And then when we ask for the Holy Spirit to, to reside in us, it's in us. But when we're baptized in the spirit, now we begin having power over the sickness and death and over the demonic world. Because we got to realize there is a spirit world. So those that say, well, hey, uh, there, there's not evil. There is evil in the world. And, and the evil Satan is was booted out of heaven. And, 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 and in that, he's there trying to attract people to his, his eternal destiny, which is in the pit of hell. And But those that have been redeemed have eternal life, a spirit life forever. Uh, and that begins now, not later. It begins now. That joy begins now. And, and that becomes revealed to us. And so what happens here, the justice has been restored. So our justice is in the kingdom of God. We've been adjudicated, not guilty. And so what happens as we've been putting that fraud fire extinguisher, 
the fraud fire extinguisher that we talk about in the book, because we're dealing with 40 frauds, where the fraud is an injustice. Uh, and injustice does happen in the world, but God, the truth of God's world has brought justice. And that justice is now, and it's eternal. It's eternal life that, that, that God sent his son and, and, and died on the cross, left so that we, the Holy Spirit could live inside of us now. So we've also been talking over the last weeks about trading. What are you trading? And this is so important, is that, that, that Satan uh, in Ezekiel 28, 16, by the abundance of your trading, this is describing Satan now, by the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you out. So this is God casting Satan out of heaven as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. And I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. We could go into a lot of detail on that. But the point is, is that Satan's place is not in heaven. That's our place. We're heavenly bound with the spirit of God now. And heaven is open where we can enter into his gates now. We can pray heaven is open. The portal is open. The throne is open. We can enter in. So what are we trading? Well, what happens, we're trading, we want to trade the injustice of that red line living for the justice that we have in Christ Jesus, for, for heaven come to earth to live in us through, with, through Christ Jesus with the Holy Spirit. So here's one of the scriptures that we know we've heard uh, a lot about, and, and I want to hopefully bring some understanding here to this, because we're going to be talking about some legal terms here. Yes. And this, this is a verse that we know in 1 Peter 5, 8. And over on the left, uh, and the left side we see here is the line, be sober, be, be vigilant because your adversary, the word here, adversary, is a legal term, adversary, the devil, yes. as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, what we have here is in the Passion Translation, uh, and then there's some footnotes here, is, is it reads, be well-balanced and always alert because your enemy. So what we have here is your enemy. We also have the adversary. And you'll see a little footnote there that says, okay, the devil roams around insistently like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. By, by the way, it's only for believers. The others on the red line, he's already got. So he's looking for the believers to devour the believer in disbelief and not have them live to their fullest potential, what God has intended for them and written in their book of life. So this is a legal term. So let's look at the legal term here, your enemy or the adversary in Greek, and the tikos is the legal term for one, now look at this, who presses a lawsuit that must be defended. This is important. There are lawsuits against you that must be defended. And if we're not defending them, then we're giving over the power and authority to the enemy, our adversary. And so we've got to go in and pray and break that. We have the authority through the power of the Holy Spirit to intercede 
in the courts of heaven to go before our father who is king sitting on the throne. So what we have is the accusations are coming at us both day and night. And we read in Revelations 12, verse 10, for the accuser of our brothers and sisters. So we're brothers and sisters. This is to the believers who, who, who relentlessly accuse them day and night before our God. So, so the accuser is accusing before God has now been defeated, cast out once and for all. So he's, he's accusing. So he's there in, in a lawsuit. Remember, a lawsuit must be defended. A lawsuit must be defended. So let's look at some of the accusations and these profitable trades that we must make in there. So, so these are some of the accusations that come at us. And the first one that we were talking about already today, uh, and again, most of these are also in our 40 uh, different lessons that we've gone through, but, but one here is the injustice. So, so injustice is happening daily, moment by moment, every day there's something that's happening because we're in the fallen world, but we've been fixed because we've been adjudicated not guilty. So we're we want to trade injustice for justice, not guilty through the blood of Jesus Christ. So that's our plea in the courtroom of heaven. We've been adjudicated not guilty. And so we also, which the, the book fraud's all about, is we have to understand the lies that we have been believing from, 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 from an infant to, a, to an adult and realize, is this really true? So we want to trade the lies for the truth of God and the freedom that we experience in the abundant life that we have in Christ Jesus living that green line. Mm -hmm. And we want to trade the knowledge of man. Now, listen, to that. We, we're so involved uh, because we want to worship the creator who created the creation. And so what we end up doing is, 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 is worshiping and we're going to trade the knowledge and the intellect of man for the wisdom of the creator. We want to trade the seen, what we can see, for the unseen because we're designed as spirit beings. We're going to trade the natural for the supernatural abundance of God. We want to trade time. See, this is important because, because, because he knew us before time. That's really me. He knew us before time. And so, so when we are operating in the moment, in the midst, in the presence of God, we're outside of time. And for those that have received Christ into their heart and their lives, and they're seeking him as we enter into his presence, time stops. Time stops. Yes. We want to trade fear, fear, which is rampant through the atmosphere right now. Fear is out there. The fear of death, uh, fear of sickness and disease, fear. We want to trade fear for the perfect love of the Father through Jesus Christ. We want to trade the insecurity that, that, we, that, that is a part of the fallen nature of the kingdom of darkness for the safety and security and the truth and the promises that we have in Christ Jesus. We want to trade that hopelessness. That is, is, that's when the accusations that comes as the disbelief that we have is, is the hopelessness for the hope that we have and the promises we have in Christ Jesus from the, founding, from the beginning in creation. We want to trade death for life. 
We're going to trade death for life. And again, the atmosphere is, is spoken with sickness and disease and death. We fear death. We don't have to fear death when we have the resurrected life of Christ living in us now, filled with the Holy Spirit. We, and this is a big one here. We want to, we want to trade the shame and guilt for the love and acceptance of our Father. And when I'll be talking about a, a real-life story that, that, that I experienced, and the shame and guilt for the love and acceptance by our Father. We don't trade lack for the abundance of our Father. Our Father owns everything. He's the creator. He owns everything. We're going to trade the unforgiveness. We're going to trade unforgiveness, which is that injustice for the forgiveness that God has, has given us. We're going to trade that sin consciousness that I'm going to be talking about for the righteousness consciousness that we have. We're going to train that orphan spirit uh, that we're, we're born into looking for a father. Yeah, we have an earthly father, but we have that orphan spirit seeking seeking something much greater, which is our father in heaven. And we, when we're born again in the spirit, all of a sudden, our, we become dearly loved sons and daughters of the father. And then we want to trade the slavery and bondage to this world for the freedom and liberty that we have in Christ Jesus. And we want to trade the sickness and disease for the divine health that he's created us for. And we want to trade the, the heaviness, the depression, the worry and the anxiety for the perfect shalom, peace, and joy that we have in Christ Jesus. And this is a big one. We want to trade our will, my will, for God's will to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of this, all of this we're talking about will be added. So the promises of God are, are real. They're real. So what happens, and again, I, I want us to remember is that we want to remember this part as a lawsuit must be defended. Remember that? And so the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who he's out there and he's pointing that finger at us, is, is a law, a lawsuit must, must be defended. If not, you'll see some consequences. And again, what is a lawsuit? Uh, is, is, is it in the spiritual, in this a lawsuit, this is a spiritual battle. The, uh, the, accusations, the accusations being brought against us are spiritual. Now, again, if we go into the natural, into the world's courtroom, yeah, we can win, but we really, what did we really win? Did we really experience everlasting life? Did we really experience joy in winning a lawsuit of a million or five million or a hundred million? Does that really change our character of who we are in, in, in our spiritual life? Being born again through the blood of Jesus redeems us and brings us into eternity. So the accusations, and this is in Ephesians 6, 12, is for we don't wrestle, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against it because we have the kingdom of God, but we're wrestling against the spiritual, the spiritual part, which is against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So we're, we're battling against uh, the red line, the kingdom of darkness, and we have victory in Christ Jesus through the kingdom of God. So let me, let me just tell you about uh, a real life story that happened uh, back in two, 2013, uh, I had uh, been out of the office and I come walking back 
into our office and uh, laying on my my seat, uh, which our chief compliance officer had, was 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 a a, a judgment, and mm-hmm. the judgment said two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and she put it in pink, and and uh, I go wow, uh, and again, what you must remember, a, a lawsuit must be defended. Well, what happened here is we had been named in a lawsuit. This is 2013, about six or seven years before that, we were named as a company in a lawsuit. And, and, and you know, which many times they just take a big list and just name people. And we called the, the attorney that was, was accusing us of this. And, and, and he says, oh, you're not really a major party in this thing and so forth. So we didn't even hire an attorney at that time. We were just watching the case as it moved on and on. And, and, it, and, and we didn't see a whole lot of activity in it. And, and over a period of time, what happens, we just pretty, pretty much forgot because there wasn't a whole lot of communication on it. Well, what happened, what happened here, they went to court. They went to court. Guess what? We didn't show up to court. <laughs> we didn't defend ourselves. So what we had here was a judgment. We had a judgment. And so here's the judgment now sitting in my chair. And I've got, this is on a Thursday. And I was uh, ready to, to go with my family and our grandkids uh, to the beach for, for a nice weekend. And, we, and our grandchildren were, were relatively young at this period of time. And so I got to make a decision here. Do I stay and work on this judgment or do I go off uh, with, with our family? So I made the decision to go off with, with the family. And uh, so as, as I'm with the family, guess what's going on in my head? You know, what's circling around in my head is, is I've got this judgment. I'm guilty. Look at this. I've got, I've got this judgment against me. And so condemnation and guilt and shame is just, just all over. So I'm just thinking about this whole time. I'm present with the family, but I'm really not. I'm thinking about guilty. I'm carrying guilt and shame uh, with me the, the whole week. And one of the things uh, with my grandson at this point in time, I wake up early. And one of the things I like to have is a, a really powerful quiet time of at least an hour, two hours, and sometimes three hours a day. And then I'm starting at three o'clock or four o'clock, just being before the Lord, being in the word, being in his presence. Well, with my grandson uh, there with us, he wakes up early too. So, so I don't really get my normal quiet time. We usually get out and, and go get something to eat or whatever while other people sleep because uh, we don't want to wake everybody else up. So we go out. And so I'm spending time with him. Yet at the same time, circling in my head is this idea that uh, I, I've got this guilt consciousness uh, that, that surrounded me uh, with this. And so uh, the weekend goes by. And then uh, uh, Monday morning, I finally get a really good quiet time. And so what happens, this scripture is what comes to me and it just radically just just shook my world and just radically helped me understand entering into the presence of God. And so what happens here, and this is Hebrews 10 verses 19 through 23 and, and the New Living Translation. And so now, do you think, do you think I was thinking I could enter into the presence of God? 
My mind wasn't, I can't enter into the presence of God because I've got this guilt consciousness. Now look what the look what what the word of God says. And so, dear brothers and sisters, okay, I'm a brother, I'm a brother and sister. We can do what? We can boldly, boldly enter heaven's most holy place. Not because of Glenn and, and my judgment that's on me now, because of what? Because of the blood of Jesus. Oh, I can enter boldly into most heaven, the most heaven, holy place because of, by his death, Jesus opened up a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. So I can enter into his presence, not by anything that I've done, but because of the blood of Jesus, I can enter boldly into his place. And since we have a high priest, which is Jesus Christ, the high priest, who rules over God's house on the throne, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, sincere hearts, fully trusting him for our guilt, who is carrying our guilty conscience have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. So that blood was just covered all over me. I got rid of that guilt conscience and clean. And our bodies have been washed pure with water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Wow. That was like a lightning bolt just coming in. And I'm going, wow, I can boldly enter in. So that was the that was the truth. So what I learned was a little about uh, can a self-righteous person enter God's presence? No, no. And what is a self-righteous person? This is a man working to be in right standing before God. This is a man trying to relieve the effects of sin, guilt, and shame and condemnation. This is a man's self-effort to prove and earn acceptance of God. But what I learned here was I can enter God's presence because of the righteousness of God, which is a gift which is not earned, deserved, or merited. There's nothing man can do to have righteousness. It is not by what we do or what I did. It's what Jesus Christ did. And so here's, so we can enter, we can enter God's presence. Righteousness is the ability to stand and enter into the presence of God without any sense of guilt, shame, fear, feelings of inadequacy, failure, regret, wrongdoing, or sin. So it's just like with never sin just like Adam stood in the garden. So it's Monday morning. I'm filled now and overflowing. The word of God is real in me. And so my first phone call is to our attorney. I call our attorney and I said, I got this judgment. I sent over the judgment to him. And his words were, you cannot get out of a judgment. The court has ruled you got to write a check for that $250,000. You can't get out of it. And then I go, okay, that's really good news. And so he calls me back a, uh, a, like an hour later and said, oh, by the way, this is in a different state. You, you know, if you're trying to get an attorney, you need to get an attorney to represent you in that particular state uh, to, to, try to try to get out of this. So we spent most of the day uh, looking for an attorney in that particular state. And so 
uh, we found one and we had a conference call uh, with our management team with this particular attorney. And, and so we're, we're listening to him and the first words out of his mouth again, well, this is a judgment. You can't get out of an, a judgment because the judgment went to, uh, to, to, to the plaintiff, to, to, to them. This is a judgment that, that they've been awarded. So it's a little like having a, a $250,000 credit card that, that money's owed to you of $250,000. So, so, so we owe this money to them, even though, because we didn't, we didn't come to court. We didn't defend ourselves. And so, so now, so as we're hanging up with this attorney, uh, he makes a comment. Well, Hey, I, 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 I go to church with uh, the, the, the plaintiff's uh, uh, attorney and I go, okay, we hang up and, and, and uh, so, but we, we, we did pursue the idea that we wanted to use him to see if we could, we could do something here. So here's my, now remember what was the word that I got that morning? I can enter into God's presence boldly. So here's the email that I sent back on Monday uh, 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 September 23rd, 2013. We are a faith-based firm and truly trust the Lord in all situations. We know that greater is he who is in us than any judgment or claim. Are we not going through to the throne of God here? The Lord has delivered us in many situations. There's a real comfort knowing you are a believer and a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're expecting to see this is good. We expect to see the Red Sea part. Thanks for your willingness to represent us in this matter. Now that was a Monday when I got the word the word uh, back back in the office, and so you know I'm praying and praying and just just declaring the righteousness of God, the mercy of God, and and one of the things I I wanted to do is 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 as praying on on the following Friday is I didn't want this attorney to think and, and, and to, to have condemnation on him in case we could not uh, get through this the way that we would, we would like it to go through. So, so, and again, we had not had any communication except that one phone call the first, the first Monday. And, and I write, our, our team really appreciates you. So I put, I put this in the email with this name. Know that, now look at this, bold, remember again. Know that no matter what happens, our trust is in the Lord. Also understand and know the results of this matter is truly the Lord's. He is our victory. Even if it appears that this matter does not work to our human satisfaction, I have witnessed God do miracles. He has removed mountains, which looked impossible to remove, our, look at this. Our God is greater than any $250,000 judgment. So this is the whole week now, Monday through Friday. I get a call from him the following Monday. I get a call from him the following Monday. He says, Glenn, can you write a check for $12,500? I said, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> If we had hired an attorney from back way back in 2006 or wherever it first was listed, we would have spent a hundred or a thousand or more. And if we'd gone to court, uh, we probably, we would have won. Uh, but, but the point is what we learned here is we need to answer the accusations now. Mm -hmm. 
And again, this scripture became so real to me that we can boldly enter into the most holy. So justice was served and we didn't have to bow down to the injustice that had happened uh, that had happened here. Right. And, and we allowed the fruit of the spirit to, to reign and rule in the justice in the court systems and in heaven. And so, and again, there's accusations that are coming against all of us. And don't forget those accusations are coming day and night toward us. saying we're not worthy. You're not good enough. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in that whatever the accuser is, is pressing toward you. Mm -hmm. So these lawsuits, meaning the injustice of fear and worry and shame and guilt and condemnation. See, if we don't answer the lawsuit, we're going to be like this tree over here, the injustice tree, which is filled with anger. and We're rude and, and, and envy. And again, the pride of life and the selfish desires, the unforgiveness that goes on, boasting and delighting in evil. See, when we live like that, that is the red line living. And we're allowing the, the shame and the guilt. And, the, and again, that's where I was, but because of the redemptive blood of Jesus and, and entering into his courts with thanksgiving and bold and knowing what he did, we made the petition to the courts of heaven and we were free. And so, so the lawsuits do need to be defended. See, now what happened, there's a lawsuit going on on earth, but we appealed to the courts of heaven and we were adjudicated not guilty. And again, a $12,500 slap on the hand is nothing compared to what a judgment which has to be paid. And, and so what we have to understand is God, God and the heaven is open for us to appeal to. See, and our God rules, and he's sitting on the mercy seat, wanting to rule based upon the evidence that, that we give him. And he has pleaded with the blood of Jesus that we are not guilty. And, and again, in, in, in what we see is your glorious throne rests on a foundation of righteousness and just verdicts. His verdict is righteousness, and grace and truth are the attendants who go before him. His courts are totally different than man's courts. He's, because of the blood of Jesus pleaded on the mercy seat, he is said not guilty. We can enter into his presence without shame and guilt and condemnation. He has adjudicated us, and the court of heaven is open and ready for us to plead our cases before him. So the so lawsuits must be defended. They must be defended. And this is one of the defenses that, that I think are so important as we plead our case before the courts of heaven. And, and this has been such an important part as we read in Philippians four verses four to seven rejoice in the lord how always and where was paul when he was writing this he was in prison he was in jail and so he's saying rejoice in the lord always let me say it again rejoice mm -hmm. 
So we rejoice because we can enter into the courts. We can enter into his presence, into the Holy of Holies, and be in his presence. So he was rejoicing because he was in God's presence. And he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. When we're in his presence, there is a gentleness that comes out with our words, with our tone, and just with the spirit of God just all over us. And he says here, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, do what? In prayer, enter into the open prayer, into the heavens open. Enter into my courtroom. Bring bring your pleas and your petitions in thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. Present them to. And what we see, and hopefully what this does, this opens up your prayer life, your petitions to him. Not about selfish gain, but about the, the petitions uh, that we have in the intercession because we enter into the courts of we can intercede for loved ones that are under attack by COVID-19 that are under attack with sickness and death over, looming over them and we see the blood of Jesus covering over them bringing healing and restoration to marriages to, to, to children uh, that have run away from their faith that they were written and we plead the book of life that's been pleaded over them from the beginning of time, their destiny and purpose that is written for them all the way from before, before they're formed in the mother's womb. So we make these pleadings and what happens, we make our request to God and the peace, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So we have to understand that Heaven is open now. So we must answer the accusations, the lawsuits that are coming against us. The king is on the throne. He is the judge. Present your answer. That's what it is. Present your case to the judge. Present your evidence and, and, and present your expected verdict. The expected verdict is not guilty because of the blood of Jesus and the mercy and the righteousness of our God, our Father. He loves us. He accepts us. And so justice uh, in Colossians 1 verses 20, uh, and by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its, its original intent. So been brought back so we have to understand that heaven is, is open. The books are open in the courtrooms. The mercy seat has been pleaded, the blood of Jesus. The courtroom is there. Uh, and the accusations are coming at us, but the judge has ruled. And this is what is ruled in Colossians 2, verse 14. <clears throat> and with with We've spoken this before, but this is just so powerful. And this is in the Passion Translation. And so we have the divine love of, uh, uh, love of God. We have the fruit of the Spirit. And what we find here is this is what he's ruled. He canceled out. Again, these are legal, the legal terms. He has canceled out every legal violation. He, we had on our record in our old uh, arrest warrant that stood to indict us. And then these are those accusations that are coming at us day and night. These the fear, you're not worthy, you're not good enough, the lack that's going on, the guilt and shame and the combination of that red line. 
and he erased it all. All our sins are stained soil. See, that soil is on the soul uh, that we kind of carry, but he's erased it all through the blood of Jesus. He's erased it all. And here it is. He deleted it. It's like the hard drive. He deleted it all. And that cannot be retrieved. It cannot be retrieved. It can't be brought back up. The court has ruled you're adjudicated not guilty. Everything we once were through. Our ancestors, Adam, has been placed onto the cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Mm -hmm. Not guilty. Carrie, we are not guilty. So heaven has come to earth with the Holy Spirit revealing and breathing through his, the word of life that we have life and we are not guilty. The shame and guilt has, has been removed. And Carrie, as we've talked about this in, in past sessions and past teachings, we have the believer's declaration of, of legal, legal, our legal rights. And here it is. I am a special race of people as a child of God as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. We're a kingdom of priests. I belong, in that's our, our, our declaration, I belong in the family of God. I can enter to God's presence, how? Boldly now. I have been recreated in God's image and likeness of love. I manifest and experience heaven on earth when? Now, with righteousness, peace, and joy, which is the Holy Spirit. I am restored, redeemed, and recreated back with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit living where? In me now. I have the word of God dwelling in me. I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is the robe of righteousness. I have the legal rights and privileges to use the name of my father, Jesus. I have legal authority as a believer over the principalities, powers, and rulers of the kingdom of darkness. I have, through the Holy Spirit living in me, the resurrection power to cast out demons and to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed. This is our declaration that we of our legal rights that we have as sons and daughters in the kingdom of God to enter into his presence. Now, heaven is open. And this is the justice that he, he gives to all of his children against the accusations coming at us. You know, as we're talking about this, and I was thinking as you were relating the story of that judgment, you know, one of the challenges that we have is that when we look to sort of the red line living or the world system, uh, you get something like that $250,000 judgment and everybody in the world is telling you it's impossible. There's no way out of this. It is just what it is. And you just have to have to find some way to accept it or whatever. And yet the reality of what you're talking about, Glenn, is the fact with God, nothing is impossible. impossible. <laughs> and, and, and what's really exciting about that is, is that I, I would assume as you were relating that story, that the, the final outcome, the way God called it, was far removed from even the best case scenario that you could have possibly imagined. And 
when you think about it, that's very biblical because he says he wants to bless us in ways that are so far beyond what we may think or ask for. And that's why, Glenn, this believer's declaration of legal rights is so important. If we would ever actually uh, appropriate this for ourselves, and this is the whole point, I think, uh, as you go through the teachings and we're talking about kingdom living, if we ever actually appropriate and believe this, you can do the absolute impossible, just like what happened in your Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wants the impossible to be the possible. And as we trust, much like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they were not going to bow down to the gold. They're not going to bow down to the false God. And Daniel wasn't going to bow down. He's going to keep praying in the portals that heaven opens up for us. So, uh, so even as Meshach, and Shadrach, and Abednego went into the fiery furnace, they weren't going to bow down. And so we don't want to bow down to these other idols and these other false gods, God's, these accusations that's telling us we, that's who we are. No, we are sons and daughters of the king. And he's sitting on the throne. He loves us. He accepts us. And he wants the best for us. So we want all, we want all he has for us. He you know, and I was, I was thinking too, just as you were presented and challenged in that, in that whole uh uh, conflict and confrontation, um, you did a very Matthew 6.33 kind of thing. You you went and sought God before you, you moved in any other direction. And I think that's why then, then God can do impossible, just make the impossible things happen. And that's why this believer's the declaration of legal rights is so important. It's so important, actually, that we're going to put a link on the screen and encourage you to get it because we, we'll get you a PDF copy of this and you could print it out. You could maybe uh, keep it on your desk next to you, maybe tack it on the wall in your cubicle. You could uh, maybe even frame it and just repeat these. These are such positive, possible, uh, positive affirmations. And the enemy is always trying to tell us, uh, just like you you, you shared in your story, the, the enemy is always trying to show what a mess up, what a problem this is, what a, what a challenge. And yet, when you read through this believer's declaration of legal rights, you get a real sense of who God created for you to be from the foundation of the world. Amen. 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 Well, I think what a great place for us to pray out for everybody. Uh, if you have been impacted by uh, Kingdom Living and the Repl Minute, I want to encourage you to visit therepleminute.com because there's so many good resources there that you will want to access. Number one, uh, you can access the REPL Minute, which is the daily Monday through Friday. I call it a Bible motivational de devotional because it just sets you on the right path as you go into your kingdom living assignments for the day. And that comes out every Monday through Friday. You can find it, of course, on Facebook. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on repleminute.com, or you could have it delivered directly to your email inbox and just get going the right way as you're taking that first cup of coffee, getting your day started and you are moving in the right direction for kingdom living. The other reason you want to go there is because it's a great opportunity for you to explore more about this whole fraud series. You can get your book there. You can uh, take a look at the online uh, tools that are there. And of course, all of the kingdom living series is also available. So some of these concepts that Glenn has been talking about today do take us back to earlier uh, moments. So for example, I always like to tell people, when we start talking about green line, red line living, if you haven't had a chance, go back and take a look in particular at episode six and seven, which is a two-part series that Glenn did teaching about green line, red line living. And boy, that will really shift how you look at things and give you a real understanding 
about why you can access this believer's declaration of legal rights. So uh, with that, Glenn, I, I just I, I, will, I think it would be great if we can pray for everybody in the viewing audience. Father, we come before you in your throne, your mercy seat, your throne. Father, you do give judgments to your children. You've adjudicated us whole, healed, complete in your son, Jesus Christ, through the blood that was shed to bring mercy and healing and health. Father, we just come and we, we ask for your verdict against COVID-19 for those people that are suffering with that, bring healing to them and just name those. And those people that are listening, just lift up their names now in the name of Jesus, bring healing to them. That sickness and death is, is speaking to them. We know that your blood has been shed over those. Those that are in pain, hip pain, shoulder pains, that are, that are suffering from, from illness of sugar diabetes and, and heart disease. Father, we just cover the blood of Jesus over them and bring healing and health through, through your redemptive blood. Father, we just, we just thank you. We just thank you that you're Lord, uh, that you're our Savior, and we can walk in your statutes and your promises because you've said greater are you that's living in us than any circumstance, any COVID-19, mm -hmm. anything that is attacking us because we know that you have redeemed us, you have held us and restored us back to our original design and purpose you had before you formed us in our mother's womb, before the foundation of this earth, before time. Father, we just thank you. Thank you for loving us and accepting us and that we can enter into your courtrooms, into your presence boldly. We just thank you. We just thank you and just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, and thank you so much for joining us today for Kingdom Living with Glenn Reppel. And thank you, Glenn, for sharing. I hope that uh, if you've enjoyed this, that you will share and like and tell other people about this great resource. This is just a service to you to help you understand where you are positionally in terms of Kingdom Living. So on behalf of uh, Glenn Reppel and uh, the Kingdom Living team, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. God bless you.